Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. See, in that time, the prophets used to dress this way. They had a mantle around them. A lot of people believe that's where we get, you know, when we graduate and you have all the honors and people have all these weird costumes on that graduate with honors. And it's like, the, to me, I look at it and it's really silly, right? You have all these... Some people say, no, that's good, right? Everybody kind of graduated. Go ahead. You, you have all that stuff on? Go ahead. Some people say that this comes from this kind of tradition, that it comes from this history. The, the prophets had a mantle over them. And so in that time, it was customary that when a prophet puts his mantle over you, he was calling you out. Amen? Amen? So, so he put his mantle over Elisha and, and he called him out. And Elisha, it says, he ran after him. Side note, when God calls people out, he calls them under. See, you can't handle authority uh, until you've learned to be under authority. When God calls people out, He calls them under. He calls them to be under authority so that we can learn authority because you will never be a good leader until you've been a good servant. Come on, some of you need to hear that today. I've met countless people that claim, God called me to lead this ministry. God has called me to run this ministry. God has called me to speak to thousands and hundreds of thousands. And my ministry would be this. And my ministry would be that. And I'll be on TV. And I'll have a ministry. And you say, okay, brother, get in there at church and submit. Oh, submit. The Lord has not called me for submission. The Lord has called me for leadership. And those people give me their cards. You need to have me speak, right, Gary? They give us cards. You need to have me speak in your church. You need to bring me to speak in your church. I need to what? <laughs> I, you won't greet people in my church. <laughs> you, you understand? The, because there's an air. And you see, that is the biggest damage that the church, the body of Christ has done to people. It's, it's the authority and, and that, that false authority, that, that insecure leadership, that insecure authority, that authority that says, I am up here and you are down there, and that is just how this rolls. You understand? And that's dangerous. God, so when God calls somebody out, He calls them under. It's only after being under that you will ever climb up. Amen? If you get put up too soon, you will be corrupt. Because absolute power corrupts absolutely. Amen? So, so God brings people under because there's some shaping. It, see, people say leaders are born. That's not true. Leaders are made. Alright? So, so God brings people under so that He can shape them. And so, amen, amen, amen. Let's move on. It's in submission, listen to this, it's in this quote, it's in submission and under authority that the metal of a leader is forged. If you can't follow well, you'll never lead well. That's my quote. <laughs> I quoted myself. <laughs> I like that quote. <laughs> it's in submission and under authority that the, the metal of a leader is forged. 
So Elijah places his mantle over Elisha. Get it right. This ain't a blankie anymore. This is a mantle. All right? This is a mantle. Elijah places his mantle over Elisha and he calls him out. He calls him out. Elijah places his mantle and he calls him out. Amen? Where's Victor? Victor's not here today. Victor's here today. God told me I need to put a mantle over you and call you out. I know Merck's in class. Merck's another one. Needs to get a mantle put on him and called out. This ain't a blankie anymore. This isn't, this isn't I'm comforting you. It's okay, Papito. I know things have been hard and I know it's tough and I know your life is rough. This is saying, listen, I don't care what you've been through. I'm calling you out. I don't care what you've been through. That sounds kind of crass, but, but you, you understand, right? But in other words, it doesn't matter what you've been through. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. Amen? I'm calling you out. It doesn't matter what you've been through. I'm calling, I'm placing a mantle over you. I'm placing a mantle over you. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. Do you, do you understand? I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. Calling you out. I'm calling you out. Now don't be offended if I didn't come touch you with the blankie. Don't, don't leave the church if I didn't come touch you with the blankie. Paul, God is calling you out. Paul, you were named Paul because Paul, see, Paul used to break Christians. And then when God got a hold of him and made him Paul, he made him somebody that breaks things off of Christians. So you're going to be a breaker of, of things off of Christians. God is calling you to break generational sins. You think you're here by accident, but God has called you to be here. You think you're here with a friend, but God has set you apart to be here. You, you, you matter. Amen? God is calling you. Don't be offended because in the end, everybody's getting blanket today, all right? Everybody's getting commissioned today. So don't be offended. Don't get upset and leave the church. Everybody's getting commissioned today. <coughs> Let's continue. 1 Kings chapter 19. See, you, 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 so you can understand it, what it means to be called, to be chosen. Listen, this, is, this was Elijah's reply. You see, everybody that I put a blanket on today still has a choice to reply. Anybody that we put a covering on today still has a choice to reply. Amen? There's nothing by force here. I didn't notice I didn't put it on you and tie you up. I didn't tie you up and put my foot in your chest and, 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 and drag you to the... You know, no. See, that's, that's, that's coercion. That's manipulation. And you will see that. But not here. Not in the body of Christ. Should not be. There's no place for that. In the body of Christ. So look at what Elijah says. Elijah told Elijah, he tells him, okay, you know, he just got the mantle put on him. And, and he said, okay, let me just kiss my father and mother and then I'll follow you. And he, Elijah, testing Elijah said, go on back. What have I done for you? Settle it for yourself. In other words, he's telling him, listen, c consider the cost. Go back. It's not me that's calling you. It's God that's calling you. It's not me you're accepting. It's God you're accepting. It's not me you're rejecting. It's God you're rejecting. You consider the cost before you come. Elijah made sure there was no manipulation. He said, I'm just offering you my covering. I'm calling you. You still have the choice to respond. And, and listen to this response. See, Elijah, understand something. Elijah was a plowman. 
And, but, but Elijah's family was so wealthy. To have 12 yoke of oxen, you got to have dough. Understand? To have 12 yoke, that means you have 12 pairs of, of a yoke was, you know, one of those, those things that yoke around the neck of the oxen. And so to have 12 of those means you have a lot of land. It's not like those people in, in my neighborhood that they have a little garden, they have a little patch of grass this big in their backyard, and they're driving around a long mower that you drive. And it's just going back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, come on, a little long mower like this would have just taken that out, you know. But, but it's an arrogance, right? Or whatever. But so to have 12 yoke of oxen, you have a lot of land, wealthy. But what was Elijah's son? Elijah's son was a man of money. He was a Paris Hilton. He, had, he was a man that inherited, had tons of money. He was wealthy. What was he doing? He was driving the 12th yoke with the 11 servants. Do you see the character of the man that God calls? He was working when he was rich. He was still working. And so let's listen to what he does. See, God is saying, see, what a plowman does, what a plow does is it tears up the ground, it opens the ground so that then seed can be planted. That sounds spiritual? He was a plowman. He ripped up the ground so that seed can be planted. God is calling him and saying, now you're going to do that in the spiritual. You're a plowman. Now you've learned the lesson working. Listen, some of you have learned what you need to learn where you're working, and God wants to use that now for his kingdom. Does it mean God calling you out of your job? Maybe some, maybe not all. Definitely not all, right? But, but God is saying, what you've learned in what you do, I'm going to use that for the kingdom. Amen? In the spiritual. Okay, so see, God is saying to Elijah, you understand the principle well. Your job has prepared you for what I'm calling you for. Now I'm calling you out to be under Elijah that you might learn how to flow in the spirit. That you might learn how to plow in the spirit. So, so God, now God is calling Elijah, listen, whose name means salvation. God's calling Elijah, whose name, Elijah's name means my God is the true God. And so Elijah's call was to show people that my God is the true God. Now the next prophet in line is Elisha. His name means my God is salvation. So while Elijah showed everybody that his God is the real God, Elijah's showing everybody that in the real God there's salvation. Isn't that incredible how that works? There's such poetry in the Word of God that if you read it, it's just, it'll blow your mind. Because it all works, it all fits. So Elijah's calling him to show his people that in God there is salvation. And it's no chance that Elijah did more miracles than anybody else in the, in the Bible except for Jesus. More, more recorded miracles by Elijah than anyone else other than Jesus. So when Elijah puts his mantle on him, he was calling him out. Now, Elijah weighing the cost, not only picked it up and followed him, but and became his right-hand man, but he did something so powerful and so symbolic. I need you to get this today. We're almost done. Listen. Elisha took the tools that he used. He took the plow, he dismantled it, he burned the fire with it, and then he killed his oxen, he slayed the oxen, and cooked the meat, and made a farewell dinner. Do you see the symbolism in that? He's saying, I'm getting rid of everything that I used to do, because there is no turning back for me. 
Do you understand? There's no turning back for me. God, I'm going to follow you, and there's no turning back. See, a lot of us, we, 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 we say, God, I'll trust you. Okay, God, I'll go to church. Fine, I'll go to church. But if nothing happens, I'm going right back to this. If nothing happens, but see, when Elijah's saying, when you trust God, you need to burn the yoke and the oxen and kill everything that was your former life. Amen? I'm just posing for pictures. You need to kill everything that was your former life. And in doing that, you're saying, see, some of us will say, yes, I'll go, but you'll keep the yoke and the oxen on the side. You say, por si acaso, if things don't work out, I always got my, my old job, right? I always got the old job. If things don't work out, I could always go back to that. If financially things don't work out, I could always go back to that. If, if emotionally things don't, if somebody doesn't like me in this thing, if somebody offends me in this church, then I could always go back to being who I was. God says, no, there's no going back. Tell somebody, no going back. No going back. There's no going back. And you can say, well, what if I fail? What if I mess up? There's no turning back. What if there's another season of drought and things get really hard? Listen, my trust is in the Lord. There is no turning back. Well, what if I have a problem with someone? I can't get along with somebody there in ministry. God will comfort me, there, which means joined with strength. There is no turning back. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen, if you are here today or you're listening to this some other way, it's because God wants to comfort you, God wants to call you, and God wants to commission you. Tell somebody, it's a commissioning service today. It, it's no coincidence that God set this all up. We just had a prophetic conference you know, this weekend, and, and, and people were touched and commissioned and set free. And it's no, it's no uh, coincidence that we're teaching about the prophets, that we're, that we're walking in this way, and that this Sunday I had already planned for, for us to be comforted, called, and commissioned. Elijah took all the tools that he used in his past life and destroyed them. He not only killed the yoke, but he burned the yoke and he used the tools to cook it. Elijah left no reason to return. Amen? Listen, side note, people do this in marriage all the time today. They hold back 25% of their resources. They hold back 25% of their emotions. They say, sweetheart, I love you, and I pray this all works out. But I got the divorce card right in my pocket. I got 25% on reserve. Should you not treat me right, I'm bouncing. We do it in marriage all the time. Should you not turn out to be, should you get a little heavier than I expected? Should, should you, you understand, we have all these things. Nobody laughed. Nobody thought that was funny. All right. But we hold 25% on reserve. And listen to me, a marriage will never, ever, ever, ever succeed if you're holding back anything. Amen? Amen? Amen. Those of you that have been tried and tested, you know. If you hold back anything in reserve, all my newlyweds, listen. If you hold back anything in reserve, it will not work. Because as long as you're holding 25%, you're only giving 75% to your spouse. No coincidence, I have two newlyweds right here in this, two sets of newlyweds in this, in this, in this pile here. It's the, see, if you hold anything back, you're not giving yourself 100%, and it will not succeed. Because you're not giving it everything you got. Amen? That was just a little marriage conference for you guys. 
Now, the, here's what's crazy about this. Neither Elijah nor God told Elisha to do that. Nobody told him, go burn the yoke, go destroy. No, he just said, he just put his mantle on him. He said, God is calling you. Now, what are you going to do? He said, well, his response was, I'm going to kiss mom. I'm going to kiss dad. I'm going to destroy everything that I used to work in. I'm going to use it to celebrate. We're going to feed everybody. I'm going to say, out of here, because I'm going and I'm never turning back. Amen? What's your response going to be today? <laughs> Whatever the reasons or the reasons were, the fact remained, Elisha was, was going to answer God's call and it was for good. He wasn't keeping any reserve. What, what if there was, you know, for none of that stuff. He said, I'm just going to go 100%. I'm saying before, listen, if you're here today, God wants to comfort you. God wants to call you. And God wants to commission you. Because after you've been comforted, He's going to call you once again. Listen, we're not, we're not ignoring the fact that you've been hurt. We're not ignoring the fact that bad things happen in this world, right? I'm not ignoring the fact that, man, you've been in some ugly situations. I'm not going to ignore or belittle the fact that, man, some people that you trusted hurt you. I'm not going to say it's not important or it doesn't matter that a pastor that, that should have been there to, to, to shepherd you hurt you. That a spiritual leader that you trusted in broke your heart. That a, a spiritual person that you thought was good did ugly, nasty things to you. I'm not saying that that doesn't matter. I'm saying today God wants to comfort you. But God's comfort is not a blankie, it's a mantle. Amen? God's comfort is not a blankie, it's a mantle. God said, I will join you with strength. I'll take you out of your weakness. I'll take you out of your brokenness. I'm going to join you with strength. And then after I've comforted you though, I'm going to call you out of your cave. Some of you need to be called today. You're here because you're being called today. That's the reason God brought you here. Anybody excited about that? See, and after you respond to the call, God will always be faithful to commission you. Once you respond to God's call, He commissions you. Listen, I've met some of you in the past two or three years that you have been called for such a long time and you know it. You knew it for a long time. The problem is you were never allowed to be commissioned. Can I get an amen? If you know who I'm talking to. You've been called for a long time. You know that God's called you. You know that God's comforted you. You know that God has given you to give. But you've never been commissioned because, listen to me, insecure. Insecure leadership loves to comfort people. Insecure leadership loves to call people out. But insecure leadership will never commission what they cannot control. Gary, write that down or you're going to use that one. Insecure leadership will never commission what they cannot control. And so people remain comforted, remain called, but remain seated. Where there's insecure leadership. Because the fear is that you might do something better than I do. And what if you come and give a little testimony and people like you speaking better than they like me? What if people start asking me, hey, you should have that guy, you know, give a testimony. And I got to, why, you don't, you don't want me to talk on Sunday? Why? 
How come you want him to talk? See, insecure leadership is scared that God will rise somebody up that's better, a better communicator than you. And listen, we're all, we all, we're all flesh, right? That, that we, you know, we have our insecurities, anybody? I, I'll admit to all of them. I don't claim to have been, I'm so past that I don't have, oh, I have insecurity. Trust me. But I know that God comforts me. God joins me with strength. And I know that God has called me. And I know that God has commissioned me. And what he's commissioned me to do is to commission other people. And to comfort other people. And to call other people. And to send other people out. And so I have to get, get past that some should be better than me and that's okay. Amen? By the way, Mo and Mark, you've, you've had the blanket on forever. And I thank you for being under that blanket and for remaining under that blanket. Just kind of saw a spotlight over there. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And because of that, because of that, there's a season that God's going to accelerate things and just move ahead. And I believe that for you. You know what being commissioned means? To be commissioned means to be given authority to perform a certain task. To be given authority. That even sounds scary to pastors. To be commissioned means to be given an instruction or a duty given to a certain group of people. You can commission an artist to create a painting for you. You can create, uh, commission a writer to write a book or a song for you. You can co- commission a musician to write music for a certain event. And, and the word talks about the great commission. Right? There's one commission that we're all the great commission. We're all called, and that's in my, found in Matthew 28. Let me read it to you real quick. It says, meanwhile, the 11 disciples were on the way to Galilee. They were headed for the mountain Jesus had set for their reunion. And the moment they saw him, they worshiped. This is after he resurrected. They, they saw him, they worshiped him. Some though held back, not sure about the worship or about risking themselves totally. Listen, that's where some of you are right now. These are the disciples that walked with Jesus. They were just told Jesus is not in the grave. He resurrected. And they went to meet him. And they see him. And it says some worshipped him because they see, wait, I, I saw you be crucified. Now I see you alive. It's true what you said. It says, but some held back, afraid to give themselves wholly to worship. That's where some of us are today. We hold back, afraid to give ourselves completely to worship. Jesus Undeterred, verse 18, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you to go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I've commanded you. I will be with you as you do this day after day after day, right up until the end of the age. Come on. God said, go and and make disciples. Go and train everyone you meet, everyone around you. And he says, if you do this, I will be with you day after day after day until the end of the age. Some of us are scared to do it. God said, I'm with you. Some of you are scared to talk to people. God said, I'm with you. Open your mouth, I'll give you the words. That's the first thing God told me when I, I, was, I had to preach. And, and I was a youth pastor for 11 years. So imagine speaking to cranky youth that don't want to be there. They're only there because their parents made them be there. 
And then they're like, can you please take your, your back then it was Walkmans. Can you please take your Walkman off? Somebody like, what's a Walkman? Can, can you please take your Walkman off? Can you, can you please stop snapping gum while I'm talking? Whatever. And, and you know what it is to have 20 or 30 whatevers looking at you? It was, man, Friday was a fearful day for me. But God said, open your mouth and I'll give you the words. Amen? And I'm telling you today, open your mouth and God will give you the words. Everyone around you, God said, the great commission, I'm commissioning you today. I'm putting the blanket, I'm putting the mantle on you today. I'm commissioning you today. I'm releasing you today to go and, and follow the great commission, to go and talk to everyone around you, to go and tell everybody the good news of the gospel. Amen? The heart of the gospel is about God wanting to restore, to renew, and in doing so, to reconcile hearts back to Him. And once God reconciles your heart back to Him, He flips you around and He pushes you back out. Because once you've been reconciled, God flips you and pushes you back out. Now you're a reconciler. Come on, that's good. Come on. Come on, God, God, once, come on. Once God, God pulls you to, God calls you and, and you answer the call. And so then God reconciles you to himself. Then God flips you around and says, go, be a reconciler. Go. It's, it's not for you to stay here. A lot of us want to stay here, right? And we just want to stay here and be comforted. You want the blankie. And you, Jesus is my blankie. And you got t-shirts, Jesus is my blankie. No, your blankie, Jesus is your mantle. And the mantle's been put on you. You've been commissioned to go and do likewise. Say amen. amen. Let's all stand for a minute. Let's all stand. Listen, if, if, if you need to be comforted today, I want you to understand that we're not going to give you a blankie. We're not going to make you comfortable in this church ever. But we do want you to be joined with strength. We want you to be joined with strength. Listen, God is calling some of you out today. And so I'm going to tell you again right now. Come out of the cave. See that God is real. You've seen the tornadoes. You've seen the earthquakes. You've seen the mighty fires. God is calling you out so that you can experience that still, small voice. I need you to, I need you to respond to this today. God is calling you out. And, and, and listen, my heart has always been with the youth and, and it, it, it breaks my heart when, when youth would just reject. It breaks my heart when youth would say, I'd rather... Listen, nothing offends me more. Please, I'm going to stand up here. You need to hear this. Young people, youth, young adults, nothing offends... You know what my pet peeve is? That you would listen to little Wayne over me. Come on. You don't, you don't understand the significance of that. Little Wayne doesn't care about you. Little Wayne wants your money. He does not care about you. He can't care about you. He doesn't know you. I'm here because I care about you. The leadership of this church is here because we care about you. We encourage you and call you out and, and, and comfort you because we care about you. He will never care about you like we care about you. 
And so that kills me that you would rather listen to him than listen to me. Maybe give me, give me a, a beat. Give me a rhythm. Give me a beat. Maybe you just need, you know. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not going there. I ain't about making a fool of myself. I just want you to know. God loves you, man. God is calling you. God has comforted you long enough for some of you. Listen, this is serious now. Let's just bow our heads for a minute. Some of you have been holding on to pain for 11, 12, 15 years. You have pain from other churches. You got pain from other leaders. God has comforted you today. I'm not, I'm not making little of it. I'm not saying you might still need to talk to somebody about it. You might still need to work it out. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying you, that's not important. But what I'm saying is God today has joined you with strength so that you can step out from under that. It's time to forgive that. It's time to walk away from that. It's time to let, stop letting that have your strength. Stop letting that take your power. If that's you, God has comforted you today. I want you to come and be comforted in the presence of God. Just come, come forward and, and let us comfort you here. Let's deal with that once and for all. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You trusted somebody and they hurt you. There is nothing to be ashamed of. You believed in something and, and it got twisted on you. God wants to comfort you today. God wants you to be comforted. He wants you to be joined with strength. Can I have some of my leaders just come around these that are, that are here? Would you just stand with them? Stand with them and just put your mantle over them. Stand with them and just, just cover them. Just cover them right now. We're not making light of it. It's not that, that it's not important. It's not that it didn't happen. It's real, I know. And it hurts, I know. And it keeps you back, I know. But that's what we want to stop today. Now some of you have been here long enough. You've been comforted. The Word of God has ministered to you. You've been comforted. You've had times of worship where God has broken you and you've been healed and you've been touched. You have been comforted. Today I say to you, come out of the cave. Come out. I'm calling you today. Young people, I'm calling you today. I dare you to step out in faith and say, God, I'll trust you. I dare you to say, God, I'll listen to you more than little Wayne. God, I'll listen to you more than, more than any other little knucklehead that's going to teach me about life and his way of life. God, I'll listen to you because you've been around longer than little Wayne. You, you created him. You know how he's made and you can take him out too. And God, I'm not picking on him. I pray, God, that you touch him. I pray even right now, we, we believe, those of us that believe, we just believe for little Wayne's salvation. We believe for his heart. We believe that you would touch him. We believe, the Lord, that every mark on his body, Lord God, that, it would, that, that you would start to, to show him things through it. We believe that we would start to see it in his music from this day forward, that you would touch him, Lord God.
Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.